Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show is off and running on this Tuesday. And lots going on. And we are... uh, Man, we got breaking news all over. We got the NFL owners meetings, Rangers kind of finalizing things as we get close to the start of the season. Of course, you'll hear the uh, first game uh, season opener for the uh, Rangers or something magical about season openers, and we'll have that right here. ESPN Central Texas, I would imagine we'll – have the pregame at 3, and then it'll go right into the game, and it'll be all great. I'll be out there representing the station at the game on Thursday, uh, covering those Texas Rangers, Texas Ranger baseball, um, and always exciting stuff. And we'll have that. Uh, we'll have the game right here on ESPN Central Texas. And lots uh, happening, uh, lots of comments on the Dallas Cowboys, and then, as always, big news on the Mosley Show. We have, um, we, we have tomorrow, we have Paul Mills, former Scott Drew assistant, has now taken the job at Wichita State, the Wichita State Shockers. So we'll have him on tomorrow at 5 o'clock. All right, set your... Uh, Set your alarms and calendars for that. That's at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Today at 5 o'clock, and this was kind of a late breaking, I just kind of put things out there in the morning, and then Aaron and I wait for everything to come in. And I was very excited about this when I uh, when I heard the news, and I'm sure Aaron and, and John made a big to-do of it as well on the John Morris Show, that uh, today... At 5 o'clock, Jerome Tang, who just made that incredible Elite Eight run for Kansas State. Jerome Tang returns to his favorite afternoon show, the Mosley Show. I bet he likes the John Show, too. I better be careful there. But uh, he loves the John Morris Show at 3, and, of course, the Mosley Show beginning at 4 o'clock weekdays, Monday through Friday. And, you know, there's a lot to get into with uh, with Jerome, but just the unbelievable run that he had, what it's been like to be there in New York City, and the game of the tournament. I don't think we'll see another game that rivals what that, that K-State-Michigan State game. Aaron, you've watched a lot of basketball. We saw the end of the, I'm trying to think, San Diego State. You know, I hate, and Aaron, I knew you would think this. I thought of you the other day 
because I know where you stand on all this. In fact, I saw you liking somebody's tweet that I thought, oh, my gosh, Aaron is liking this ridiculous tweet out there. And it was uh, it, it had to do with a foul called at the end of the game. Aaron, was that San Diego State game that I'm thinking of? No, that was Creighton. And, Creighton? Uh, yeah. Who was Creighton playing? My, uh, who? God, was it not San Diego State? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, the there it is. And McDermott, of course, wanting an explanation. The great Greg McDermott, the coach at Creighton. The San Diego State player goes up. I think it was Trammell, who'd been great for them. Butler played really well for them. Man, they got some big guys that are so good. I mean, I've watched so much basketball. I try to keep all the teams straight, but there's some there's some big dudes for them. And, of course, Creighton has that 7-2 player. We remember Creighton all too well because they knocked Baylor out in the second round. And the Creighton player, I believe it was Nimhard, reaches in there. And this happened, Aaron, I'm, is it Sunday maybe? I meant to talk about this yesterday, and we didn't have time for whatever reason. But the but I think it was Nimhard for Creighton reaches in there, and the 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 foul is called, and basically the game ends. I think there was, I mean, it was basically no time left on the clock when this happened, and it would have gone to overtime. Maybe they had a, a second left, whatever. But they call the foul on the player reaching in, touching the player on the side, and misplacing him. Now, Aaron, was it by letter of the law a foul? Probably so. Did I think it affected his shot? Honestly, no. I don't. Because if you watch the replay, he had released the ball and he kind of short-armed it. The shot ended up being short. But was it a foul? Yes. Did most of America not want that foul to be called? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. But I just thought that, and I immediately thought of you, Aaron, because you're a, you're of the whole, well, you if know it's what? a foul in the first minute, it's a foul in the final minute. No, go ahead. Well, I mean, I think you may have stumbled on something better. We could just poll the country, and if they thought it was a foul, we'll call it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm just saying what I and most of the country wanted would have been a no call there. Uh, and then, of course, overtime. And and I, I hear you being sarcastic with all this. Now, I, I'm, I made this point. I said, was it a foul? Probably so. Did most of the country want it um, a no call there? And I said, yes. I think the answer is yes. And I stand by that. To which a lot of people had different things and this and that. And some people agree with me. Some people didn't. That's fine. That's what Twitter's for. And then somebody comes in there an hour or so later. Maybe it was 30 minutes later. And they say something along the time, you know, like, integrity is missing in our country. Like like somehow <laughs> saying that we don't have, you know, like, this is my my not totally wanting that to be a foul is somehow like a lack of integrity. I didn't really say it about me, but I think they were saying it about 
the people not wanting a call, a foul called there, and that we're missing integrity in this country. To which Aaron then likes this guy's tweet. Aaron, I do notice these things. All Wait, right? I don't remember that. Okay. I Aaron remember is not... I, I remember liking the voice of the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein's tweet. Uh-huh. Well, no, somebody came back with this whole integrity. There, you know, we're missing integrity in this country, basically saying a foul's a foul, I guess is their point. And you liked that tweet. All right, Aaron, in case you ever know, you can look back, Aaron, if you want to if you want to fact check me on this. But I I noticed it because I had this. I almost texted you and said, don't like that tweet. But I was like, no, I'm going to leave it alone. But it was somebody making the statement. Where is the integrity? You know, in these fouls, I'm like, okay, we got enough issues in our country without us being worried about a no call being like somehow associated with a lack of integrity i now yeah, i thought you, i oh go ahead no well and no i i, I liked shehan jayaraja's tweet which was a response to that tweet oh, okay. you're talking about from tom okay. fornelli i got you oh, oh okay i see what no, you there was some other I just, man yeah it said a foul yeah. is a foul integrity is so lost in today's world which i thought was yes. funny but i like the foul okay. car part okay all right I, I didn't think the guy was trying to be funny. I think he was like, no, I don't think so either. Yeah, I just you to, thought it was to funny. extrapolate that out to the to the entire country. Yes. I thought was a, kind of a stretch. I know, I know. Um, but um, I I thought a really interesting uh, point that was made by Jay Wright, and again, Barkley said. I don't think you call that foul there. And, again, there's people across the country that were making that point, and that's fine. You know, I, I agree. I think, you know, reasonable minds can – and, I, I mean, I hate to call either one of us reasonable, but I do think reasonable minds can disagree on that point. But I thought Jay Wright made the fascinating point. Jay Wright, longtime Villanova coach who's won those national titles – and could be considered one of the greatest NCAA men's coaches of all time, made the point that he thinks in that situation, since by letter of the law, it was a foul that the ref feels extreme pressure to make the call, not just because it's the right call, but because... They want to advance in the tournament because they want to advance in the tournament. I found that I found that really, really fascinating. That and and a an excellent point by Jay Wright. I don't think that's necessarily right or should figure into, you know, why they make those decisions, but. Boy, I found that to be a really, from a coach who's very, very plugged in, um, I found that to be extremely interesting point Aaron made that the ref in that point wants to make that call because they are trying to advance in the tournament as well. 
I mean, I agree with him, but I, I think maybe reading a little too much into it. Like they don't advance if they miss too many calls, so they want to get as yeah. many calls as possible, right? By the yeah. letter of the law. Yeah. No, I find I I really found that one to be something, and I I was looking for a list here of 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 the officials that have advanced um to the final four. And then I kind of reached out to some of our insiders that would really know to 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 see, you know, like who's viewed as as like the best, you know, like who some of these people are in the Big 12. Aaron, some of the better ones that come out of the of the uh, of the officials uh, of the very recognizable one is John Higgins from the Big 12. Uh, he and he had the call in a UNC national title game several years ago or a final four game and Higgins received death threats and all kinds of stuff. But he's back in the final four. And he's very well-known, and most of our listeners would recognize him. He's a blonde-headed, looks like a professional golfer or something. Uh, also, I recognize from the, from the Big 12 officials, Keith Kimball, Kip Kissinger, and Doug Sermons. Now, there's a guy named Kelly. I get him mixed up with Kissinger, Kissinger uh, because one of them's bald. And I thought that was Kip. But I may have that wrong. Now you know Doug Sermons. Doug is a very you know he's easy to pick out, and you probably know Keith Kimball. You definitely know John Higgins. But I I, I just kind of pulled some of our friends, like in the coaching business, and I found that was really fascinating. Some of the different takes they had on the best officials in there, and um, and and one of the reasons given for Doug Sermons is let me make sure I have this right since I did this research for you guys is that um he he lets them play um yeah Doug Sermons is a guy who kind of lets lets folks play I, I I don't know if our listeners are as fascinated as I am by this Aaron I would imagine you are very interested in this I just think it's it's I like knowing from our big 12 people um, and our coaches who they prefer getting and who they like getting on games and so off this list I found it interesting that the Kip Keith, and Doug were notable, at least on one coach's um, list, as uh, as people that they really like and, and like having Calder games for different reasons, for completely different reasons. Sometimes, Aaron, coaches like certain officials who are unflappable and and never get flustered. Some some coaches love officials who have the reputation of being extremely fair. And some of those guys that I just mentioned are, uh, are in that group. But, uh, but, yeah, for those of us who love Big 12 basketball and watching that, it's always fascinating to kind of see 
who gets in, who gets picked to be in the uh, in the uh, in the in the final four as officials because they're being judged and scouted and all of that as well. Um, all right, uh, owners' meetings news, and you know next we'll get into uh, some Cowboys news that I want to share with you that came out of these NFL owners' meetings, but. Um, there's a few stories coming out of this. There are sources, according to ESPN from earlier today, that the group that now includes Magic Johnson, this is the Harris-Mitchell race group that's trying to, uh, they've submitted a fully financed bid for the Washington Commanders that meets Dan Snyder's Six billion dollar asking price. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Tuesday. Um, a Canadian billionaire has also submitted a fully funded six million dollar offer uh, on Tuesday. Okay, that's two different bids, and. Um, if either bid is accepted, the deal would break the previous record sale for a franchise set last August when a group led by Walmart heir Rob Walton bought the Denver Broncos for $4.65 billion. Wow. Wow. Now, the owner of the Rockets, Tillman Fertitta, the Houston Rockets, is also interested in purchasing the Commanders. And then there's an anonymous group that's out there. Once Snyder accepts an offer, he must submit the bidder's name to the NFL for approval. Three-quarters of the owners would need to approve any sell. Now, so anyway, all these things are coming in today, and this one, the D, the uh, the Washington D.C. billionaire, is also part of this Harris group out there. So anyway, um, and that's Reyes, who now has Magic Johnson involved. Um, Reyes has a net worth of five point five billion dollars according to Forbes. So obviously he's got to have some help uh, in this as he gets ready to try to finance and buy this from Dan Snyder. It's like, Dan, thanks for being a despicable owner for the past 20 or 25 years. (laughs) Thanks for being, you know, just a complete slime ball. Oh, here's $6 billion to go away. I think, um, I think Dan can go on and just continue being hated, although do it in a more private manner. Aaron, that rem- you know, the an offer like that reminds me of the first episode of of season, the final season, the other night of Succession on HBO, where where they're basically it's just like funny money. One group has come in at six billion. And then his kids 
who are in a competing group just decide that $10 billion is a nice round number and, and they get the winning bid, at least we think, with $10 billion. I mean, it's almost a little like that show, Succession on HBO. If you don't watch that show, it is a amazing show, but don't watch it around your kids or loved ones or even maybe your spouse in my case. Uh, there were lots of F-bombs being dropped the other night, and I finally just turned it off because I felt kind of bad about it. My my uh, my, my lovely wife made a comment about it, so I uh, went back to it later. Uh, all right, Aaron, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we continue on Campus Confidential at 440. Who are the Cowboys thinking of bringing back into the fold. That is next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Everything. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette Guidry Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254 756 1633. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor Baseball back at Baylor Ballpark tonight hosting Abilene Christian 631st pitch and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 20 Baylor Softball also in action tonight at home at Getterman. The Bears host UTSA 5 o'clock first pitch and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. NCAA Women's Final Four in Dallas is set for Friday with the semifinals. LSU will face Virginia Tech at 6, and Iowa State and South Carolina tip at 8. Men's Final Four tips off Saturday in Houston. Lamar Jackson announcing that he requested a trade from the team just as Coach John Harbaugh sat down to speak to reporters at the NFL's annual league meetings. Mavericks got the win last night over the Pacers 127-104. Mavs still sit just outside the play-in games. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. What is the Matt Mosley show? ESPN Central Texas rolling along on a Tuesday afternoon. And we'll have Jerome Tang, Kansas State head basketball coach, at um, at 5 o'clock today. Of course, we had Scott a few days after the Baylor season ended. Now that K-State's uh, season has ended with a trip to the Elite Eight, we'll get to visit with Jerome Tang. Tomorrow, former uh, Oral Roberts coach, and uh, current Wichita State coach Paul Mills will be joining us. And uh, Paul has, uh, these are all members of the Coach uh, Drew Tree. And uh, that thing's really doing well. It's blossoming, so to speak. And Aaron, the one of the members of that family is coaching tonight in Las Vegas at 6 o'clock this evening. I believe that game starts that is the University of North Texas versus the Wisconsin Badgers in an NIT semifinal. And you might say, oh, it's just the NIT, Matt. Try telling the UNT people that. As they gather at sports bars this evening, as some of them have made the trip to Las Vegas, what I really appreciate about Grant is that he, he, he's really stiff-armed this Texas Tech news. And while he may very well end up taking that job, he has not for a minute let on to anybody privately, publicly, whatever. I mean, I've been friends with him now for 20 years or so, 25 years. And I promise you, there's never been a moment he said, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to. I mean, he hasn't done it. He's just put his whole uh, everything into what he's doing. Now, he probably has an agent that's doing whatever he needs the agent to do, but that's why you have agents. So you can focus on your own job 
and 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 continue to pour into UNT. And no matter what happens, I think the UNT people will be very grateful for Grant in what he's done. I hope they go out there and beat Wisconsin. I understand some people are concerned that, you know, maybe even some Texas Tech people, if he goes there, well, you know, UNT hasn't been the most high-scoring type team. When they almost beat FAU last year, they did beat them. This year, they lost to them either 50-46 to or 50-48. to They tend to play low-scoring games, and they play extremely strong and good defense. I think that Grant, if he goes somewhere else, probably by virtue of the different caliber of player he's bringing in, might play a, a higher style, a faster style of offense in basketball. So I don't think you should see some of these scores in the 50s or 60s and get all worried. And I might remind you that even when Chris Beard was going great guns at Texas Tech, he liked to play extremely tough, hard-as-nails defense and try to, uh, at times, keep games in the 60s. I remember some of those, uh, his best team, in fact, I mean, they would play some games. They weren't out there scoring 80 or 90 a game. He had some really, really fine players uh, and some and some extremely high-skilled players. But Keenan and some of those guys I'm thinking about, Keenan, is it Reynolds or Evans? Keenan Evans and, um, and some of the players that were on that tech team that played for a national title, um, those were not the most high-scoring high offensive efficiency teams ever. So anyway, I, I wouldn't be all that concerned if you're a tech fan worried about, oh my gosh, is what's Grant gonna bring us on offense? Now, let's look our let's look out to the NFL owners meetings and we'll do that by you know, I, I usually uh with these kind of things get John Mashota from the Athletic or Clarence Hill or somebody like that on. Today, I just wanted to kind of look at what was being said out there. Now, Aaron, one of the NFL rules that came out that was kind of funny was the committee, the NFL owners have voted, apparently, or the now NFL players can wear the number zero. All right. And again, apparently that was, you couldn't do that for many, many years. And so that's a uh, that's a uh, that's a big deal. Now, it's not really a big deal, but it's just kind of funny that they can that NFL players can wear zero, and I'm sure people will love that, and different players will want to. And and the question that's been put out there, Aaron, is who from the Cowboys do you think will be the first one to try to become number zero? I think I have an answer. <laughs> Who do you have? Micah do Parsons tweeted about it about 30 minutes ago, I think. He said, oh, Agent really? Zero coming. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Micah Parsons, perhaps. Um, Jerry Jones was asked whether he did try to offer Zeke Elliott a lower, like a pay cut, to stay. And his answer was, I don't want to leave him. I didn't want, I don't want to leave him hanging. 
our fans hanging or anybody, but I wouldn't take any possibility off the table. Zeke gave us everything he had and more, and we gave him everything we had and more. So that's the way you'd like to end it. Jerry did leave the possibility of Elliot coming back. And so uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but he didn't close the door on that um, at all. And he on, on uh, the moves that they made as far as the trades and, and, and then the re-signing some of their players, he said um, people are talking about the Cowboys trying to make a Super Bowl run now. He said, we've tried to do this type of thing before. It just didn't work out on the other end. He said, I'm excited for our fans, but I'm more excited than the fans. About Brandon Cooks, Jerry said, we knew that he could be a big-time potential answer for what we needed. Um, And then on Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, the new cornerback, Jerry said, he's got a lot of gas left in the tank. Um, and then he was asked, do the addition of Cooks and Gilmore make the Cowboys better now than they were in, at the end of the season? And he just simply said yes. Now, the Cowboys have three top 100 picks in next month's draft. Number 26 overall in the first round. Number 58 overall in the second. And number 90 overall in the third jerry says of this we've got ourselves in real good shape to get some picks that we can play immediately that's the goal i feel good that we can take any position with any pick i think that's great and i think that's accurate i think they could certainly use offensive line help I think they could use help at running back. I think they could use help at tight end. But it's nice to not have to um, feel like you have to take one of those. Um, There is talk of Terrence Steele um, perhaps getting a look at guard they have an opening at left guard well let's go one of the players they drafted in the fifth round a couple of years ago has been talked about as a as a possible Connor mcgovern you might recall left in free agency they're now talking about Steele, terrence Steele, perhaps trying to operate at guard um jones said of this he's such a top tackle as we have it right now still should be the backup tackle on both sides as we look at it today. That's a lot of position flex right there. Of course, he's working his way back from an injury. He said, to me, what Steele does is become a part of a three-man position look when you look at the tackles. Looking at it that way gives uh, us a good tackle position and offense as we've had. And... I I just don't know. Aaron, I to me this one does not ring true. 
that still could play left guard. I mean, is it worth exploring? Maybe. But I wouldn't be jacking around with this with a player coming back from injury and a player playing a position he's not used to playing. Tyler Smith showed that obviously he could play guard, he could play tackle, he's got great versatility. That doesn't mean every player out there can do that. And um, the one thing Jerry said about Dak Prescott is, quote, if you look at the last three years, he needs to be more available. Everything we're doing, and I feel good about this offensive line, should make him more available. Now, for folks scratching their head, what he's saying is he's missed 17 games over the last three seasons. So he's saying we need him to be more available from a from an injury perspective. And then he goes on to say, and then we're doing some things in the line, some technique and some philosophy there that will really help Dak out. I'd say to our fans, these adjustments that we're making in our offense, you add it all up, and you are going to see Dak at his very best. All right, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I you know, I don't necessarily think that a tweak here or there, or even the way you call plays, can ensure a non-injury, can ensure health. But I don't, it's still a worthy goal of trying to do things and call plays in a way, and, and when they say that, what they mean is get the ball out faster. Get the ball to the perimeter. Get the ball in the hands of Tony Pollard. Find your playmakers. And if there was any criticism of Kellen Moore, and there was plenty, is that some of those routes and some of the things he was asking players to do, they weren't, you know, nobody would ever, um, they were having to come back for routes, they were having to look downfield, and maybe it was putting too much stress on the quarterback. They will now try to get this thing extremely quarterback-friendly, which is a long-time term around here for what Jerry used to say about Tony Romo and others. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. It's ESPN Central Texas. We continue on. A reminder, Jerome Tang, the Kansas State great himself, joins us at 5 o'clock today, 5 p.m. Next, though, is Campus Confidential. Join us this Thursday for our next Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us this Thursday, beginning at 6, live from Rudy's and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. That's this Thursday from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. 
member FDIC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. That's 800-659-7540. Hey guys, it's Tom with ESPN Central Texas, and it's time for some grown-up conversation. Some of you take performance enhancers for the gym, for more energy, to grow your hair. So why not the bedroom? It's all about confidence. Confidence knowing that you're ready. Good news, help us here with chewables from BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets can help men gain extra confidence when it's time. The process is simple. No doctor's appointments, no awkward conversations, and it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with licensed medical providers that will work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. And here's a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code 1660 at checkout and pay just $5 for shipping. That's promo code 1660. BlueChew.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor Baseball back at Baylor Ballpark tonight hosting Abilene Christian 631st pitch and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 20 Baylor Softball also in action tonight at home at Getterman. The Bears host UTSA 5 o'clock first pitch and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. NCAA Women's Final Four in Dallas is set for Friday with the semifinals. LSU will face Virginia Tech at 6 and Iowa State and South Carolina tip at 8. Men's Final Four tips off Saturday in Houston. Lamar Jackson announcing that he requested a trade from the team just as Coach John Harbaugh sat down to speak to reporters at the NFL's annual league meetings. 
Mavericks got the win last night over the Pacers 127-104. Mavs still sit just outside the play-in games. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is Campus Confidential. We do it every day at 440. And um, we do have Jerome Tang will be joining us at 5 o'clock, straight up. So be prepared for that as we look back on one of the more amazing runs we've seen and uh mr new york city um you know marquise noel is uh still on all our minds and uh what an unbelievable performance he had as uh he went up against and and quite honestly it was a uh, the michigan state game and of course then the, the uh, fau uh boy have they not done conference usa proud but uh, jerome coming up oh and just um Oh, about 14 minutes from now. All right, Aaron, what do you have in today's Campus Confidential? Speaking of the men's NCAA tournament, we don't know who's going to win yet, but we do know which conferences will make the most out of this year's tournament. Or we have a good idea of that thanks to an article by Sportico. They uh, calculated the value of the units awarded for each game played to each conference. That's how the uh, NCAA awards the conference's money by they get paid for what's called units, which is one game played in the tournament. And Sportigo has determined that this year's units will be worth about $2 million per game. So that means the SEC, which had eight teams in the tournament and a total of 17 units, will make the most from this year's tournament. They don't include the championship game uh, in the payout. Or in the in considering the units, they'll make about they'll they'll make about thirty four million in this year's tournament. The Big Twelve second in their projections with thirty two million, followed by the Big East, and uh, way way down is the Pac twelve at fourteen million and some smaller conferences below that. Yeah, but apparently, um, apparently the commissioner Klevikov told him he knew where to go find some more. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get some from the streaming services, perhaps. You know, it's kind of funny to imagine, like, the Cougars, like University of Houston, and then FAU with its great run, and think about, like, the conference. I mean, like, I I understand the conferences split different units and all that. I mean, I get it, and and that's all worthwhile. But, like, I do do feel like when – like Baylor wins a national title or um, FAU makes this incredible run to the Final Four, that whatever units are involved, the school that makes it that far should get far more money than the rest of the schools. Like FAU, I don't think, has great facilities and all of that. If you somehow catch lightning in a bottle, and apparently you know they're going to be good probably for several years as long as Dusty Mays there, but, like, I, I don't – I'm all for sharing things and all of that. But um, – and, you know, what's interesting also, Aaron, is that to think of these conferences 
like like so FAU representing Conference USA. So the conference benefits from that great run and FAU's leaving, right? I mean, who are they losing? Charlotte, uh, all these teams that are still alive right now, like UNT, Charlotte won the CBI, FAU. Who am I missing, Aaron? There's one other one. There's another Conference USA team that's, oh, UAB. Yes. Every one of them, I think, is going to that American Athletic Conference. So I do, I do kind of feel bad for these conferences. That, For instance, the Mountain West is very proud to have a representative in San Diego State. What's San Diego State trying to do right now? They're trying like crazy to get into either the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or whoever will have them. One thing that I did learn from the article that I didn't realize is that uh, what you were just talking about, those schools, those units stay in the conference they were earned in. So, Well, yeah, they have to. Right. So Conference USA – you were talking about FAU. Just yeah. that was their only tournament team, but because it was FAU and they're in the Final Four, they'll earn ten million dollars because of FAU's run, which is pretty great yeah. for that. Yeah, San Diego State uh, will get the Mountain West sixteen million dollars because they had another team in besides San Diego State. Yeah, well, they that ten million, like five or six of the million, should just go to FAU. All right, I'm fine with the conference receiving some benefits from that, but I'm all for, like, if Baylor wins a national title, I mean, we don't, you know, it's like most most things, in, 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 uh, it's just interesting how college athletics works. And I, I get it. That's why you band together. That's why you're in conferences. And that's why OU and Texas are no longer part of the Big 12 because in their minds – they were pulling too much of, of, of the harness. They, they were the enormous brands, and they, are, they, were, they got tired of sharing with the people they didn't think were pulling their weight. And so now they'll join the big, bad SEC. Now, of course, the flip side to that is, okay, like, oh, you, you remember all those years you dominated football? And went to the Big 12 title game year after year after year. Guess what's not going to happen? I do find it hilarious that after OU and Texas, after all those years where either one of those teams was involved in the Big 12 title football game for or or, or won the championship because for a while they didn't have the title game, in the two seasons since they made the announcement, neither one of them has made the Big 12 title game which is nothing new for Texas, but is very new for the Oklahoma Sooners. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Real quick before we move on, there was you were talking about uh, how... Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll move on. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Sportico, I didn't, I didn't know the units thing. You know me, I'm not as much of a numbers guy. Say it. No, go ahead, because I, I have found this interesting. Well, we, it was to your point about distributing the money evenly there is one school that they listed in the article it's the only school i've ever heard about that receives more than the other schools in their conference as far as the share from the ncaa basketball tournament any guess only one school in the ncaa tournament that receives more gonzaga that is correct because they bring in almost all of the revenue 
from the their NCAA tournament appearances, they they uh, receive a higher percentage. It doesn't say what, but it does say they receive a higher percentage of the wax tournament money from the NCAA tournaments. Well, they're not. Yeah, they're not the WAC. You mean the? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean the, the West Coast Conference. Yeah, the WCC, WCC, not WCC. Yeah. yeah. That's that is uh, that is interesting that that they have, and and that's that's appropriate. But think of all the places, other conferences where it's kind of like that, where there, for the most part, is one dominant team over the years. And oh, by the way, before Baylor really got this thing cranking in the last five years and of course they've been they've been really good for like 13 or 14 years but kansas could have made that argument you know in basketball obviously like hey guys we're we do this every single year and in terms of making the tournament i mean you know nobody does it as consistently as kansas has and then of course with gonzaga um pretty amazing you know the sweet 16 part Aaron what was it eight straight or nine straight I think eight straight that's a that's a really phenomenal amount all right Aaron what we got time for one more what do you got just some programming notes you were talking about basketball tonight the NIT semifinals are tonight UNT takes on Wisconsin at six o'clock UAB takes uh excuse me UAB takes on Utah Valley at eight o'clock both of those or on ESPN, and then the McDonald's All-American Game, which will feature Baylor signee Jacoby Walters, will also be tonight, and that will be at 8.30 on ESPN, too. Okay, and, you know, I, on Walter, um, Jacoby, I, I happened to see a deal today. I guess they were having some fun stuff leading up to the big McDonald's game, and that's always fun, especially when you have a, you're Baylor and you have a player on the team. And the Bears have had McDonald's all, McDonald's all Americans before. Keontae George was one as well. But Aaron, they had a knockout game, and it was like the I don't know how maybe they had played other knockout games to get it down to the two, but it was the best female player and the best male, and it was a pretty you know I thought knockout that'll be ridiculous. It's what little kids play, right? Um, Aaron, they the the female player. I don't remember her name now. I don't have it in front of me. And Jacoby Walter, who's coming to Baylor next year, it was the dangest thing you've ever seen. Three ball, three ball, three ball, three ball, three ball. Like they were just making. You know how we used to do it. You just throw it up there as fast as you can and go get the rebound, right? And you're trying to knock somebody out. And Jacoby finally won it. But the shot making was was really impressive. Uh, some of the best stuff. Some of the best knockout I've ever seen. All right. We speaking of knockout, we got a knockout guest next. We got the great Jerome Tang, the uh the former Baylor assistant coach now at Kansas State. He joins the Mosley show next. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. 
ingredient. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette Guidry Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254 756 1633. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, My Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. And it's time to talk to Jerome Tang on the Matt Mosley Show. Jerome, uh, first of all, it's great to have you back. Congratulations 
on that incredible run. You know it was hard for me not to call all during that. You know, I, I used some uh, great restraint uh, by my standards, like, oh, just leave Jerome alone. He's in New York City. Let him focus. And for once, I just left my text alone and wasn't trying to book you. But uh, just know I was, uh, you know, we were all rooting for you, and it was uh, – what an exciting run. So congratulations on just an incredible uh, first season in Manhattan. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, I wouldn't mind if you had texted me or called me during that <laughs> run. You know, you know how we do it. <laughs> yeah, I was texting you. I just wasn't – yeah, I, I always love to let you know we're, we're out there thinking about you at all. And what a stage for that. Madison Square Garden – You've got Mr. New York City on your team. I mean, that was that everything was just so picture perfect. And you never know how a team's going to respond, Jerome. Like at that, at that, at that. You know, I guess you had a pretty good feel, obviously. But that Michigan State game, uh, Jerome. I'm sure the rest of your career, people will be bringing that up, no matter what you do from here on out. And that was, of course, the Sweet 16 game. But quite honestly, I'm afraid that's the game everybody's going to remember from this NCAA tournament. Do you sort of get that feeling too? Uh, I, well, I haven't been able to like fully grasp the whole thing yet because I'm still uh, feeling a little salty about our, our, <laughs> our loss. And, you know, just the, the moments where like, man, we should still be playing and moments when, you know, this was a great season, very proud of the guys and our staff. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, that was a high-level game against Michigan State. Both teams played terrific basketball. Both, I mean, players were just making plays and making shots after shots. So I, I'm pretty sure it was fun for everybody to watch. Yeah, that would. And, and I think everybody's probably asked you about the alley-oop that came in overtime. And, uh, boy, you, you and Mr. New York City, I mean, he may go play in the NBA, but after he's done with that, he could go do it, do some acting. Um, that was pretty incredible for you all to pull off that play where it appeared that you kind of were having a bit of an argument about what you were going to run, and then he quickly puts the alley-oop, and Keontae goes and gets it with a reverse jam. Uh, Jerome, is that – I'm trying to think back. You all used to have a bunch of alley-oops at Baylor. But I, I don't remember y'all or Scott pulling off something quite to that degree. Had, had y'all done that before, or was that kind of – had you been saving that for, for just the right moment? Oh, oh Matt, I can't. I, I'm, I'm going to just let you know <laughs> that um, that was just two players making a play out there, right? Coach Tang didn't have anything to do with that. I was just on the sidelines, and I was as <laughs> – surprised as the rest of America and the fact that he turned backwards and dunked it. I mean, uh, I said I was, that was two guys making a play. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not buying it, especially when you kind of, you stopped the <laughs> argument and you, and you walked off and right as it happens. Oh my gosh. I, uh, that, that was amazing. Just everything about that play. And I think that's why people, you know, you used to talk about the joy that Baylor plays with, and they still play with that. But joy became a huge thing with the Baylor program. Um, and, 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 of course, we've talked about what that means. But already in year one at Kansas State, you had a team that played with a lot of joy. And, and of course, you helped bring that there. But also having players like Marquise and Keontae and Tomlin. By the way, I mean, Tomlin – 
I was watching him the other day, and I'm like, wait a second. This dude can go get his own shot. I mean, it's like scary some of the length that you had. Uh, I think back, who, guess on. I mean, there's another guy that has all kind of links. Carter's a shot maker. Seals. I mean, this this became a team that a lot of people fell in love with. But uh, th- th- there's just something that I think America really connected with. Maybe even like that Baylor team from 2021 to a certain extent. Did you kind of feel that happening? And and what do you think it was about this team that w- made it so magnetic and easy to root for? No, you definitely felt it happening because they had such great chemistry. And we, we talk all the time that we, we play with love and joy and freedom. And uh, that's just, just been our thing all year long. We're going to play with love. We're not going to, you know, go compete because we dislike another school. or this. We're going to go compete hard because we love each other. And we want America to, to, to see the joy with which we play the game. And I wanted them to play with freedom, you know, and, and be, be creative out there. And just, just all the hard work that they put in. Uh, I wanted to be on display on, on game day and, and you could see the chemistry and you could tell, man, that it was just a fun and an easy group to, to, to cheer for because uh, they did all the right things on and off the court. When did you start to realize this season, Jerome Tang, that this could, something like this could be in the offing? I, I And you never know. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into one of these deep runs in the NCAA tournament, as you well know. But was there a part of the season, or maybe even before the season in practice, where you saw something or thought, you know what, we this team may have a, a, a shot at doing something pretty special. Yeah, you know, um, before when we started practicing, we got the whole team together. I thought we had an NCAA tournament team, right? And uh, so when we were picked tenth in the league, uh, I I just said to myself, well, we got ten teams in this league that, that's going to the NCAA tournament um, because I thought if we're the last team, and I know we're an NCAA tournament team. Everybody in our league's really good, which turned out to be the truth. We had a the best league in America. But it's when we went when we won the Cayman tournament, I thought, okay, well we got the kind of grit and toughness that you need to, you know, to be a good good team and to, to really, you know, to, to do some things. Uh I didn't know how much we would do, but then when we went on that road trip and we beat Texas at Texas and Baylor at Baylor, then I was like, Okay, man, we got a chance to be really, really good. because every night if we could keep the game close in the last five minutes, I thought I had two of the best players on the floor, if not the two best players on the floor. Yeah. Talk about kicking us while we were down. What were we, 0-2 at that point? You put 0-3. Texas was in a bad way, and you <laughs> you put it on them. What was that Texas game? What Didn't y'all score like 116 points? To, yeah, but Texas scored 103 also. It was, <laughs> it was an NBA game. Did you did you bring any? Did you bring a lot of kind of just your principles that you had taught all those years at Baylor and you and Scott? Like, what's the biggest Jerome Tang flourish that maybe you weren't totally able to 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 put in until you were the absolute guy running everything? And I know Scott gave you guys a lot of autonomy over the years, so I I don't exactly think you were held back. But when you look back on this season, is there anything? that we can look and go, that is a Jerome Tang, his own thing that he's always wanted to implement. Is there any aspect of something you brought that, that we could put in that category? 
uh, pro- probably just the locker room clap before uh, we get ready to go out there. You know, <laughs> no, you know, you know. Uh, the thing is that that coach, coach always, coach Drew always um, allowed his teams to play to their strengths, right? So whatever gave that, and so he was never married to a style of play. And I, I really took that from him and figured out, you know, what what was best for this team to allow them to to play at their best. So it wasn't like, hey, we're going to run this system or this is how we're going to play. It was what allows us to win the game, what allows us to have the best chance to win the last game. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I mean, that smart coaches look at their best players and figure out how they can put them in the best position uh, to be successful. And, and it changes from time to time. Um, maybe at some point in time in my coaching career, I'll get to the point to where I can pick the guys I want that um, fit how I want to play. But right now I'm not at that place. So I have to get the best players that I can get and then figure out what allows them to be the most successful. Did you like the zone all those years y'all went zone? And then obviously, uh, for obvious reasons, you went to man-to-man, partly because you had Davey on and the players were begging y'all to go man-to-man. What, that, that had to be an interesting transformation, you know, kind of over the years because y'all came known as a great zone team and then you became known as a great man-to-man team. Does that kind of help the fact that you've done both and feel pretty comfortable doing both of those things, you think that's going to continue to help you as a head coach? Yeah, I mean, the fact that coach allowed me to learn the zone and how to teach it and how to be effective with it, we were able to – the guys we were able to get, I mean, we were able to recruit long, athletic guys, and uh, and so we could have the whole back line covered. You know, I mean, it was – you know, you had seven foot of length, uh, you know, 21 feet of length across the back, you know, with three guys with seven plus wingspan. And so, yeah, I'm learning that. And then being able and coach being uh, willing to look at his team and say, this team will be a better man to man team. Let's, let's, let's play man to man. And, and the guys wanted it too, obviously Davion and, and Jared, those guys, but they bought into playing the way and coach coach um, had the confidence in, mm-hmm. in himself and in our staff that we could teach it. And, and hold them accountable to it. So it just shows the greatness of Scott, man, that, um, you know, he can, uh, you know, we used to, used to say this about Bobby Knight, that he can uh, take his and beat yours, that he can take yours and beat his. And I, I think Scott's just like that. He can take any group of guys and he'll figure out their strengths and he'll put them in position to be successful on a basketball court. Yeah, says the guy who beat us twice this season. But okay, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do agree with that. I was just thinking about when you said the long, the back line guys. I was thinking about Corey and Motley and Udo. I mean, that, that just a remarkable and run. Aunt, and Aunt Jo and Aunt Jones and Quincy. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. amazing when you think back yeah. on on that remarkable run of of the big, you know, and that's uh, that becomes oh, part of the man. DNA of your program, doesn't it? Yeah, and we didn't even mention Perry Jones and Quincy Miller. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, Quincy just, Miller. Yeah, yeah, I think of those guys because they were kind of versatile and could could go outside. Um, and then the guy that ended up uh, what playing in China, but was was going to go to the NBA and had the uh, had the eye condition. My gosh, I mean, I, just Isaiah. 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 
It just kept, yeah, just it's a, it's kind of remarkable how many guys y'all had along that time. Talking to Jerome Tang, reminiscing, and then also talking about his unbelievable run. Um, Jerome, your Kansas State people, well, they love listening to the show now, especially when you're on, right? They're they're like, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna learn some in, some insider stuff here. Um, I I, I got to ask you about this portal. I'm starting to see, man, this is fast and furious. There's no time to sit around and. Either lick your wounds or 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 go to the parades, and I'm sure people are wanting to throw you for the great run. You got to jump inside this portal. You're losing Keontae. You're losing Marquise. The cornerstones, tremendous people. I assume is Masood. Is he done? No, it, it has. It still has another year. Good, good. Okay, he's coming back. How active will you be in the portal, knowing that? It, you you did a tremendous job for this year's team, uh, and have you had to jump right back in there? And and uh, how how much time have you and the staff been spending with all that? Oh no, I mean uh, I got we got done, and I thought, well, you know, we we'll give the guys a few days, and then I'll do some you know um, exit exit interviews when we get mm-hmm. back from the Final Four, and and uh, then yesterday it was like moving fast. I mean, things were just flying, and so I started my <laughs> interviews yesterday with our guys and staff meeting yesterday, staff meeting today, met with some other guys here. We've already been talking to guys in the portal. Um, yeah, we, we've got to um, stock up this roster, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because uh, we want the same kind of guys that we got this first time, and uh, we just have access to higher-level talent right now, and we just have to make sure that, that their character outweighs their talent. That's interesting. A higher level talent because of kind of what y'all have done, but but you want to make sure what meets the the talent. You know me; I'm a writer. I'm writing all this down as you say it. Uh, that's int- that's a, that is an interesting way to uh, put it, and I'm sure that's kind of happened at Baylor as you got better and better. Uh, even after the national title, you had to kind of you know it's like okay, we love recruiting at this level. But uh, but we still have to kind of hold to our standards and all of that. That'll be uh, interesting. Now, what do you what do you think about uh, uh, Grant? He's getting ready to play. I know you'll be watching that tonight. Uh, NIT in Vegas, and of course that was big for Baylor back in what 2013 for y'all. Kind of a real jumping off point, uh, and and Grant's coaching in that. Um, and then Paul Mills has already gone to Wichita State. Grant's being mentioned as a possible coach at Texas Tech. I mean, I, I bet Scott wishes you guys would stop landing Big 12 jobs, right? <laughs> well, you know, man, these jobs are hard to get. And when you have guys who are successful as Grant and Mills, you know, Mills now is in, in Kansas. And so I, I get to get to help him learn the lay of the land in Kansas. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, Grant, if, I mean, if Texas Tech is smart enough to hire Grant McCaslin, um they they would have hit a grand slam in this uh in this coaching search. He's the real deal on and off the court. And uh just a great friend of mine. I love him to death. And uh I look forward to watching his success and we'll be cheering for him, you know, almost every night except the couple of nights that we, we 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 face each other and then when they're playing Baylor I just won't even watch. <laughs> <laughs> What Tech, K State, and Baylor? I mean, this is just kind of getting. Uh, you know, of course, I'm a Baylor guy, so I always stick with my alma mater. But this is getting tougher and tougher. 
because I like you guys so much. And you mentioned Paul. Paul will be on with me tomorrow. He goes to Wichita State. What are what are Paul? What Paul and Grant, for instance, their personalities. You were around those guys like crazy. Are they similar? Or are those guys way different from each other? What what are the what are the kind of things that jump off the page at you about Grant and Paul? That uh, and by the way, you've rooted for those guys for so long. I, I remember you watching Grant's games when they couldn't even get on like Flow TV or something. And, and I'm like, what are you doing, uh, Jerome? And you're like, oh, I got Flow TV on. I'm trying to watch Grant trying to watch North Texas. So you guys have been pulling for each other for years. But what is it about those guys that you, that you think is going to uh, allow them to continue to be successful, even as they kind of move up the ladder? Well, I mean, they both are extremely passionate about young men, about uh, developing and mentoring and allowing young men to have great experiences, right? And uh, it's, it's their heart connect with their players quickly um the other thing is they're both brilliant basketball minds now they they see the game differently but they're really brilliant and and excellent communicators of how they wanted the game to be played and um and then this 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 is the 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 the, i mean this is this is the thing right they are super competitive like super competitive like they would trip their mamas to win win a race. Okay, that's that's they are super competitive and because <laughs> they are so competitive. They are not going to let their guys uh, not step out on their floor or not go on a practice floor and give their very best because they're going to bring their very best every day. Trip their mamas. That now that right there. <laughs> Is an interesting way to to put that. By the way, did you did you have time to get out and uh, get a nice meal in New York? I'm sure y'all had some beautiful food catered there uh, to your uh, your uh, wherever y'all were staying. But uh, you're you're a food connoisseur, somewhat of a foodie, I would call you. Did you did you get out and try some of the great restaurants there in New York? Did you did you get you a steak or anything like that while you were in town? Nah. No, I didn't get to do that, uh, Matt. I was, um, you know, we was locked in on what we were doing. One night, uh, Ray, my wife, and I, we both, uh-huh. uh, we, we walked down to Junior's, the original Junior's, and had some cheesecake and uh, mm. because they have great cheesecake there. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was the, really the only, like, New York thing we did. Obviously, we had some pizza brought in and, and stuff like that. But, um, no, I, it really was, was a business trip and uh, uh-huh. just trying to, put our guys in the best position to, to make this a wonderful experience. And, and it was, man, it didn't turn out how we wanted, man, but you know, God has a plan. And uh, I was so thankful to be able to experience both the highs and lows with these young men. Uh, and hopefully as a staff, we were able to show them, you know, how to be, um, you know, humble and in, in victory and gracious in defeat. And just that, this is just a part of life, and it's about how you respond to both the good and bad things that happen to you that people really remember. Is it, by the way, is it weird to be uh, recognized on the street now as you're headed down? You and Ray are headed to juniors, or people are people <laughs> hollering out at you? Do any cabbies uh, recognize you or anything like that? Uh, well, yeah, there was a, a couple from North Carolina, and like the the, the guy. Records like, and it was really funny. They took picture. It, it was. It has been. It, it takes you back a little bit. Like, man, that people are paying attention, and um, 
you know, uh, just, just blessed my, my, you know, God's just blessed my life so much and I can't thank him enough. And, uh, you know, just, just so honored that I get to represent this great university and, and pour into these young men's lives and, uh, excited about the future here. Like we're going to win a national championship and it's not going to take long. And, uh, I, I'm excited about what God's doing around here. And it's really special. Well, I, I enjoyed uh, – I, I was so excited to get to visit with you. And, uh, boy, you brought up Ish. That, wasn't that an interesting uh, story? Ramadan, which, uh, yeah. you know, as a, as a Baptist, we don't always know that much about uh, Ramadan, but I've learned a little more about it. And, uh, in fact, our church, we actually talk about it, and, and there's some kind of uh, Ramadan-type uh, meal or, or something. I, I, I don't know if a meal has anything to do with it. There was some kind of study deal on it. But he did not, I mean, so I have this right, he could not eat anything before sundown, and y'all's game was starting up probably, what, before sundown? And so he played that game probably, he'd gone, what, 12 to 24 hours without putting anything except maybe water into uh, into his system, is that right? Yeah. Well, 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 not even water. And so both Ish and Bebe, uh, two guys on the team, um, Yeah. You know, they it's from sun up to sundown. You, you okay. can't eat or drink anything, and uh, you know it was. I, I was it was so cool to watch them be faithful and devout, and uh, you know we we allowed you know they made opportunities for them to go to mass and uh, well to go to the mosque and pray. Yeah. Um, you know it was it, man, it was just a really unique and and he, my my uncle my one of my favorite uncles was a, a Muslim iman and he passed away um, last year. And uh, he's one of my favorite people, one of the most devout men I've ever been around. And, you know, I mean, we we have different faiths, but I know that that Jesus says that people will know that we are a follower of Christ if we love one another. And he doesn't call us to judge. He doesn't call us to, he doesn't even call us to, um, to convert that that's not that's not our responsibility. It's the, mm. it's the Holy Spirit that 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 converts. Our love is what attracts them to the love of Christ. And so all, all we're required to do is to love people and love them right where they're at. And and the way you love is you support. And and you, you and and so I, I've just enjoyed having these guys on the team and being able to learn from them and uh, and and be faithful to them and they they be faithful to us and. So it, it's been just a pleasure. But, yeah, for those guys to observe Ramadan in the midst mm. of playing in the NCAA tournament, uh, the biggest basketball opportunity of their lives, and uh, them be devout and faithful to their to their religion. And um, it, it was it was a, just a pleasure to see, to see that kind of uh, devotion. All right. Well, you now get ready to put the team together, restock, reload, and everything. But we've had so much fun watching you. And I pulled off the road the other night to watch, by the way, in West. Uh, I was going through West, and I uh, was going to get my usual kolache, and it was 60 to 59, and I thought, there's no way I can go without watching the end of this Michigan State game. And I'm so glad I, I did. I found a sports bar in downtown West. You know the place. You know, about 15, 20 miles outside of Waco. Yeah. And it's, it was yeah. called the Thirsty Lion. And, and they had all kinds of TVs. And there we were. I was at one table, and these other family, I don't know who they were, they were in there rooting for the Wildcats because I, hear the, I heard the mom say, that's Jerome Tang who used to be at Baylor. 
and and the whole family was pulling for the Wildcats. So anyway, you had the awesome. you had Central Texas behind you, just so you know. <laughs> well, man, thank you. Greatly appreciate it, man. Love, love Central Texas. All right, Jerome. Thank you. I uh, I will talk right, to you brother. soon. Okay. Thank you. There he goes, Jerome Tang, longtime uh, coach of the Bears, former associate head coach, now with Kansas State, and uh, always a fun guy to visit with on so many different topics. But that run they just made uh, was uh, remarkable, and they almost they had a chance to hit a three and put that thing in overtime against FAU. Couldn't get it done. They lose that game, seventy-nine to seventy-six. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas and a few things to share with you uh, on Baylor baseball, softball, and then also some Cowboys stuff. We'll do that next. Welcome to today's edition of the Baylor Sports Beat on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's number check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball and softball back home and back in action this evening. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Just as teams are celebrating on the courts, your mountaintop experience begins during the Jeep celebration event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $5,500 on second and third row options or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $5,000 in total values. And if we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the new custom Jeep of your dreams. It's the Jeep celebration event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Join us this Thursday for our next Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us this Thursday beginning at 6 live from Rudy's and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. That's this Thursday from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back, Baylor baseball and softball, both back from Stillwater over the weekend, both home and in action coming up this evening. For Baylor softball, hosting UT San Antonio at Getterman Stadium, a bit earlier start than normal, on the air at 445, first pitch at 5 today on 101.3 FM, television on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus for Baylor UTSA softball. Meanwhile, at Baylor Ballpark, Baylor Baseball hosting Abilene Christian this evening at 6.30. This game tonight against ACU, then back on the road against Kansas this weekend. Sets up a big week for Baylor Baseball, says pitching coach James Leverton. 
Yeah, this is a big week for us. Hopefully we can have a good bounce back week. And I think we've shown we can do that. We did it after Mercer. You know, we threw the ball well against Rice and then won the series against K-State and threw the ball pretty well uh, at that time. So um, just being persistent in our work and getting our confidence through our work and not through results. And, you know, I expect the guys to have a good week this week. And this is a huge week for us going into Kansas. Um, You know, this could kind of separate ourselves from from some teams. you know, we're expecting to go in there and, and compete every game, and we're going in there looking to win every game. Um, our offense is coming around. They've, they've shown some improvements. We just need to be able to do it on the mound. That's James Leverton, the pitching coach for the Bears, hosting Abilene Christian coming up tonight on the air at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 for the Bears and the Wildcats tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then it's back on the road to Kansas for three games this weekend, Friday at 6, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Jayhawks. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal windows central texas.com that's universal windows central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the that means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
It's been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor Baseball back at Baylor Ballpark tonight hosting Abilene Christian 631st pitch and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 20 Baylor Softball also in action tonight at home at Gutterman. The Bears host UTSA 5 o'clock first pitch and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. NCAA Women's Final Four in Dallas is set for Friday with the semifinals. LSU will face Virginia Tech at 6 and Iowa State and South Carolina tip at 8. Men's Final Four tips off Saturday in Houston. Lamar Jackson announcing that he requested a trade from the team just as Coach John Harbaugh sat down to speak to reporters at the NFL's annual league meetings. Mavericks got the win last night over the Pacers 127-104. Mavs still sit just outside the play-in games. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley show, and I was just sitting here tweeting about our interview with um, Jerome Tang. And there are a few things that stood out. I think Tech fans have to be happy about some of the things that he said. And um, I thought that was interesting. And I think Baylor's looking at this, too. I mean, this NIL stuff is happening fast and furiously. Aaron, um, there was some fake stuff out there earlier. You, I think you <laughs> you stumbled across. I did. But, um, yeah, and I wish you would not tw- text those two. Well, and you know what I, got me because yeah, uh, I, yeah, I try to yeah. look out for that stuff, but two people that I follow had mm. retweeted it, so I did. Yeah, but well, still my yes, fault. It, it, it involved uh, a Purdue center that is uh, not. And then somebody else tried to get involved, Aaron, like a – a long-time Big Ten head coach and try to act like they had some breaking news. And the the, the player in question, the center, Zach Eady, said, that, you know, this is false or you, you better check your sources or something and shot that down. So we knew we knew it was the wrong way to go. I even had a group out of Alabama that I go on with sometimes, and they, like, texted me some things they were saying on the radio questioning how I got – duped on that so oh my gosh it was uh it was interesting but you know one of the things i was sitting here tweeting about is jerome saying things were happening uh you know faster and i i i thought that was uh, on the nil front as he tries to do these exit interviews and aaron i thought that was fascinating what he said and i think baylor probably saw the same thing happen after the national title you know, I, you can't help but, I mean, it's not like they weren't recruiting a high caliber of player at the time. Mark Vidal, Jared Butler, Davion. Of course, Davion transferred in from Auburn, but Jared was a guy that, that you know, Scott had recruited forever and initially was thought he was going to go to Alabama. Baylor ends up with him. And, uh, and then Maceo Teague transferred in. Flagler transferred in. But, I mean, 
So Baylor had to kind of learn on the fly. Now, again, this is so new, these rules and the one-time transfer rule. You forget that Maceo Teague and Adam Flagler both had to sit out a year at Baylor. I think we get it in our minds that those guys came in and played right away, and the truth is they didn't. And that year before Baylor won the national title, obviously that was a great team, and the Bears won a ton of games in a row that year. It was like 20 games in a row. And won the first, like, 14 games in conference play and then lost, believe it or not, three of their last four to finish 15-3 and three in conference. That's the year the pandemic stopped everything from happening. And we didn't even have a Big 12 tournament. Everybody flew out there, and then they didn't get to have one. But all of this stuff just kind of reminds me, Aaron, of like, and hearing Jerome talk about it, what Kansas State just did with that deep run and with everybody in the world seeing that Michigan State, Kansas State run, that changed the way everybody sees the Kansas State program. Not that people, I mean, people have always had respect for the program, but next to Kansas, next to its rival, it didn't really compare. And they've had some history, and they've gone to Elite Eights, and, you know, they went to a Final Four like 59 years ago or something crazy. But, I mean, it, it's, it just doesn't, the history doesn't even come close to KU. And yet with that deep run, they are now viewed differently. And I thought that was I thought that was interesting, Aaron, what he said. And it's kind of reminds me of how even though Baylor had become a, almost like a blue blood type program even before they won the national title, once they won it, people looked at them differently. It maybe opened even more doors than ever. And before Scott Drew and his staff, they were always relentless in recruiting. But I would say the level of player year in, year out, they've, they've had access to, it's, it, it has changed. And Jacoby Walter, who's playing the McDonald's All-American game tonight. Keontae George from IMG. Now, again, don't get me wrong. Like Alvin Brooks III recruited Keontae George from the time he was probably like eighth or ninth grade. He still had to work at this thing extremely hard to get these kids to come in. John Jacobs had probably heard about Miro Little, the kid from uh, Finland, um, for years uh, and, and had tracked him. And maybe they would have landed him even without a national title. But it just makes things, it, the access is a little bit different. And now Kansas State is finding out. And, Aaron, if you think about, like, what Jerome put around Marquise and, and Ish, uh, Masood with Keontae and the others that transferred in, think about what he's going to do now that everybody got to watch that and K-State becomes kind of an it program. It, it Those comments he had, Aaron, made me start thinking about that. I can see that. And I mean, he, he the job he did, considering he only had two players there when he he took the job, 
two players left. Everybody else had left and hit the transfer portal. And then he was just able to put together an amazing group that was really talented, but also played really well together, which isn't always the case. Yeah. That, the, the, all of that, all of that really stands out to me. You know, Aaron, I was sitting here thinking about tweeting out what he said about Grant, because of course, the Texas Tech people will love to hear Jerome Tang say that about what it would be to hire him. But then, Aaron, I'm also thinking, what time is it? 541, Grant and them play in about 19 minutes. I think I'll let that game get going or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I just don't, like, not that it's anything, I mean, it's really a great and a wonderful thing to say about Grant. But Grant has enough distractions, and I, you know, Aaron, you brought something up off air with me that I found, and that I've heard the same thing. You know, there are, and, and part of this is driven Jeff Goodman, the way he reported the the story of Tech zeroing in on Grant. He did it in a real backhanded fashion, which I I I don't like, and I know some people from the Baylor program really like Jeff, and that's fine, but. I thought he did. I thought it really made him look bad. I'm talking about the reporter, the way he put it. He he basically made it look like they were settling. You know, took a big swing for some big names, but they're gonna they they've now decided to target Grant McCaslin. Give me a break. Give me a break. First of all, who are these big names? Like, if you want to act like Tech had a shot to go get a couple big names, Mr. Goodman, tell us who they are. I mean, I'd love to hear it. I think tech people would love to hear it. Did they, you think they're going to go get Calipari? You think they're going to get, get John Calipari from Kentucky? Give me a break. Give me a break. I mean, is there Aaron, is there anybody else out there I'm not thinking about? I mean, were they going to go get Jerome Tang from Kansas State who just had that incredible run? Give me a break. You think Jerome's going to leave Manhattan, Kansas? And, again, the tech job – is a great one, and it's a great fan base. It's not even about that fan base. It's about a, a guy reporting it in a very backhanded way like that. Now, am, part of the fact, I'm a little too close to this one because I am good friends with Grant, so, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking this a little too personally, but I promise you, just like with Joey McGuire, once the people from West Texas start hearing from Grant, if he does take the job, and they'll fall in love with him, and it'll be fine. So, But this thought of like, oh, my gosh. I mean, when when Tech hired Chris Beard, Aaron, do you think the whole world knew who Chris Beard was? I think the guy had just taken the UNLV job. He used to be on staff with like Pat Knight or Bob Knight, you know, those guys when they were out at Tech. He he had taken the UNLV job, and he quit that job like seven or ten days in or whatever it was in to go take the Texas Tech job. I'm sure there were people from Tech like, oh, man, oh, I wish we could have gotten somebody better. Who did they have before Chris Beard? Aaron, isn't it funny to think back? We kind of almost forget so much has happened since then. It was Tubby. Tubby Smith, yeah. It was Tubby Smith. And, by the way, Tubby did a pretty nice job there. Until he didn't. Until they said, ah, we need to do something different. And, um, and again, I, I'll, we'll never know 
if not, if not for the Mark Adams mess that he got into with the with the with the Bible stories or whatever he was doing, um, the uh, you know using the wrong kind of uh, Bible story or or I don't again we won't get into all that, but would they have kept him after a five win conference season? We'll never know. What they did is find found a way to get rid of him and and uh, and do it without it costing them a ton of money. All right. Um, did I promise anything else there, Aaron? I'll tell you what. We'll give you a couple of NFL nuggets to close out today, and we'll do that next in the dismount. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, guys, it's Tom of the ESPN Central Texas, and it's time for some grown-up conversation. Some of you take performance enhancers for the gym, for more energy, to grow your hair. So why not the bedroom? It's all about confidence. Confidence knowing that you're ready. Good news. Help us here with chewables from BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets can help men gain extra confidence when it's time. The process is simple. No doctor's appointments, no awkward conversations, and it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with licensed medical providers that will work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. And here's a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code 1660 at checkout and pay just $5 for shipping. That's promo code 1660. BlueChew.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at BarnettContracting.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor Baseball back at Baylor Ballpark tonight hosting Abilene Christian 631st pitch and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 20 Baylor Softball also in action tonight at home at Gutterman. The Bears host UTSA 5 o'clock first pitch and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. NCAA Women's Final Four in Dallas is set for Friday with the semifinals. LSU will face Virginia Tech at 6 and Iowa State and South Carolina tip at 8. Men's Final Four tips off Saturday in Houston. Lamar Jackson announcing that he requested a trade from the team just as Coach John Harbaugh sat down to speak to reporters at the NFL's annual league meetings. Mavericks got the win last night over the Pacers 127-104. Mavs still sit just outside the play-in games. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. To mention, and it was fun having uh, Jerome Tang on today. That there's, uh, and I guess this is on maybe his Instagram. Aaron, you sent me. Where did you get this? Because I was looking up his Twitter, and he hasn't tweeted in like <laughs> two years or something. Is this from? Is this on Keontae's uh, Instagram? Yeah, and it was retweeted by, one, and I forgot who, one of the TV reporters from Central Texas. Yeah, I just, I, I'm mainly just focused oh, yeah, on Instagram. where where he put it, yeah. Um, okay, the, uh, um, he is, uh, we knew he was going to go pro, and he's going to ahead and make it official. Now, sometimes they'll, they'll say on here that they're reserving the right to, to not give up their eligibility. In his case, um, and again, he doesn't say anything like that, but he is, sometimes you see an announcement like this and you know that there's a chance they could take their name out of the draft. I mean, with all the scouts that have seen him and as great as he played at times this year, and I mean, there was a portion of this year where literally I said, and I still think, he's the greatest freshman to ever play at Baylor. I mean, no freshman has ever played at the level he was at when he was there for about, and he was there in that for about a month or whatever. There, there was just nobody uh, better. And in his uh, note here, he says, uh, "To all fans in Baylor Nation, thank you for taking in a kid from Louisville and treating him like your own. I am forever grateful. And after a lot of conversations with my family and coaches." I have decided to declare for the 2023 NBA draft. Forever a Baylor Bear, Keontae George. And the thing about it is, when you recruit at this high a level and you get these McDonald's All-Americans, these top five, now sometimes there's guys like Tweedy, who's now on the staff, that'll stick around for a few years. Um, but then sometimes guys are so good or the scouts love them so much they're going to end up leaving two of them did last year it happens price of doing business and baylor's that good now everybody have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow at four o'clock sharp thank you aaron thanks for everybody we'll talk to you soon it's time for today's modern media big 12 shoot around exclusively on espn central texas modern media your full-service advertising agency. Here again is John Morris.
everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, we'll hear a season wrap from head coach Scott Drew on the Bears' just-completed season. That's straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around. Exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Limited time, limited offer, maximum savings, maximum shine. An exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at D'Amore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. The newly remodeled Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person on campus at Bruce's Locker Room at the stadium or online at BaylorShop.com. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. Now back to today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around. Here again is the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. Baylor men's basketball coach Scott Drew, a guest on the Matt Mosley Show last week, talking about the ups and downs from the recently completed season. Well, you know, I'm an optimistic guy, so I'll start with the positive reflections. And what that would be would be, um, first of all, when we were 0-3 in conference, you wondered, man, uh, are you even going to make the tournament? And then you finish being the number nine overall seed in the NCAA tournament. So um, in basketball, uh, one game means more come tournament time, especially when you lose, but it doesn't define your year. And there's 363 schools. Uh, we're one of four schools, I think, that have been in top three seed the last four years. We were the ninth overall seed this year. Had the first or second best offense for most of the year. Um, did a great job offensive rebounding. Frustratingly, um, defensively, we started out good and gradually uh, got worse rather than improved and finished uh, uh, um, in a, a 103 or whatever, 105 defensively in the Ken Palm analytics. And we're used to being top 30, top 25 in the last few years there. So that was the that was the toughest part. And some of that is is. As you know, analytically, the Big 12 was tremendous this year. But we had a younger team. We had, uh, uh, you look at uh, us, Texas Tech, and Kansas, and Texas Tech was eighth in the league defensively. We were 10th in the league. And part of youth is that's the end that you normally aren't as good at. And uh, um, normally, the longer you're in college, the more you are, are physically strong enough um, mentally prepared enough for different schemes, scouting reports, and adjustments, and then and then defensively, that comes with some maturity normally too, because uh, it's important and in uh, uh, translates in winning. And normally, uh, you get the importance of being in a stance, being down, being ready. Um, and you, junior, senior year, sixth year, fifth year, you're just better at it. That's Baylor men's basketball coach Scott Drew. And that's today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.